This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, the number is now at five when it comes to suspects who were arrested regarding the Dadeville mass shooting that occurred on April 15th at a birthday party. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency announced charges against 19-year-old Willie Brown Jr. of Auburn and 20-year-old Johnny Brown of Tuskegee. This comes on top of charges that were issued on Wednesday against 17-year-old Tyreek McCullough and his brother 16-year-old Travis McCullough, both of Tuskegee, and 20-year-old Wilson Hill Jr. of Auburn. All five suspects are being held without bond at the Tallapoosa County Jail and are facing reckless murder charges regarding the four people who died by gunfire. 32 people overall were injured. Alexis Dowdle was celebrating her sweet 16th birthday, and her older brother Phil Stavius is one of the fatalities. Funeral details have now been arranged and announced for this coming Monday, April 24th at 1 p.m. The Dadeville community is invited to join and encouraged to wear black and gold in honor of Phil Stavius Dowdle. A package of economic incentive bills have been signed into law by Governor Ivey after they passed the Alabama legislature this week. One of the bills extends the sunsetting of those incentives to 2028 and increases the caps on economic incentives detailed in the Alabama Jobs Act and the Growing Alabama Act. There are also new tourism incentives for projects that have a minimum of $35 million invested in the state. Governor Ivey signed the bill on Thursday saying that from rural areas to our big cities, this economic package is going to benefit every corner of Alabama. State Senator Arthur Orr disagrees with that statement when it comes to tourism incentives. He called the bill disturbing. Orr says that every time there is a winner chosen, there's also a loser. A bill has been introduced to the Alabama legislative session that would enhance the penalties that are given to gang-related convictions. State Senator William Barfoot is sponsoring the bill, and he maintains that this move has nothing to do with race, despite the protests coming from Democrats on the issue. SB 143 would establish mandatory consecutive penalties to individuals who knowingly use a firearm during the commission of a crime in order to benefit their standing with a gang. Also, anyone who's 16 years old and and older will be tried as an adult for any gang-related criminal activity. Democrats voted against the bill while in committee saying it would allow for legal profiling. Barfoot says the bill doesn't charge a person for being part of a gang, but for committing criminal acts within the gang. A resolution offered by Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is blocked by Democrats in the U.S. Senate. The vote on the resolution was 51 to 48. The Congressional Review Act would have reversed a rule within the Veterans Affairs Administration that authorizes the performance of abortions for military members. The VA facilities would do these abortions even in states like Alabama, where an abortion ban is in place. Tuberville says that the VA has never done abortions up until this year, and it is a violation of the Hyde Amendment, which prohibits the use of taxpayer money in funding abortions. Tuberville called the new policy illegal and a slap in the face for people who don't want to pay for abortions. On Thursday, in the Coley McCraney trial in Dothan, the jury saw gruesome autopsy pictures regarding the deaths of two teenage girls, J.B. Beasley and Tracy Hollett. The two were found shot to death in the trunk of a car in August of 1999. McCraney is now being tried for their deaths following DNA testing and linkage. Alton Miller was the Ozark police officer to first find the bodies of the teens. He was the second to take the stand as a witness. Also taking the stand later that day was Dr. Gregory Wanger. He's a retired forensic pathologist who performed the autopsies on the girls after their bodies were found. WDHN reporters say that when Dr. Wanger took the stand, the family of the two girls had to leave the room. 
For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, on Thursday, the U.S. House passed a bill that prohibits male athletes from competing in female sports programs as transgenders. 219 Republicans voted to pass the bill. 203 Democrats all opposed the legislation and its interpretation of Title IX, which is to adhere to biological sex rather than a person's gender identity. Joe Biden has already signaled that he will veto this bill. Republican Congresswoman from Texas, Beth Van Dyne, says it does not matter how many surgeries a person has or chemicals are put in their body. It does not make someone a woman if they were not born that way. Van Dyne says the fact this bill had to be introduced and debated at all shows how stark, raving mad leftists have perverted a simple subject. Massachusetts Democrat Jim McGovern called the bill creepy and cruel and a form of GOP trans bullying. There's more details coming out when it comes to Hunter Biden and his laptop, as well as Joe Biden, his father. The latest is coming from a former acting CIA director, Mike Morell. Morell was recently being deposed and giving sworn testimony to the House Judicial Committee. In that testimony, Morell revealed that during the 2020 presidential campaign, Joe Biden was the initiator of a letter that was to come from the intelligence community claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Morell named current Secretary of State Tony Blinken as the one who contacted him and suggested the letter. Blinken was Biden's campaign foreign affairs advisor at the time. Morell revealed that he did comply with the Biden request and went on to solicit the signatures from 50 former intelligence officials. The request from Blinken occurred in early October, and the letter was put out just two weeks before the presidential election. Also happening with the Biden family investigation, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer says there are now nine family members who benefited financially from Joe Biden's position in politics as a senator and then vice president. An IRS whistleblower now says that current Attorney General Merrick Garland has been secretly obstructing any criminal investigation into the tax evasion accusations against Hunter Biden. The New York Post is reporting that the IRS employee wants to provide information to congressional leaders about this issue and that the whistleblower says it will directly contradict what Merrick Garland told Congress in a sworn testimony about Hunter Biden and the U.S. Attorney of Delaware, David Weiss. Back in 2022, Merrick claimed before Congress that there was no interference in any way with what Weiss was investigating regarding Hunter. The whistleblower has also given disclosures on this Merrick matter to the Inspectors General of the U.S. Treasury and Justice Department. And the Daily Detail reported on the stabbing death of Bob Lieb in San Francisco a few weeks ago. Lee was the founder of Cash App, and he was walking in a safe part of that city when he was attacked, stabbed, and died. We're now finding out that there is an IT consultant who has been arrested and jailed for Lee's death. 38-year-old Nima Momeni is currently on suicide watch while in jail. Prosecutors in this case are saying that Momeni and Lee got into a fight over Momeni's sister, who worked with Lee, and they knew very well. In fact, they're also implying that there was some sort of relationship going on there. Lee was stabbed three times on April 4th. Surveillance video in the area shows him trying to get into buildings for help, but they were all locked up and nobody was around. Lee ultimately collapsed from loss of blood and was found dead on the street. The lawyer from Momeni says that she has yet to see any evidence that actually links her client to this murder. A New Mexico prosecutor drops charges against actor Alec Baldwin when it comes to the fatal shooting on the set of a movie named Rust. Special prosecutors in this case will soon file papers to officially dismiss the involuntary manslaughter charges against Baldwin 
and it'll be without prejudice. The armorer in this case, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, is still going to face criminal charges. Reed is the one who provided Baldwin with the gun as a prop on that set. Across the pond in England, a coroner there has ruled that the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine played a major part in the sudden death of a 32-year-old healthy doctor. Dr. Stephen Wright died 10 days after getting the shot. The coroner says that Wright suffered a blood clot to the brain as part of a severe reaction. The coroner listed the cause of death as a vaccine-induced thrombosis and bleed on the brain. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast with host Brian Dawson as he sits down once again with Dr. Robert Malone to discuss all things COVID and in some cases a little bit of history on one Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, what happened was that uh, in the early 80s, this huge amount of money got poured in to AIDS and it allowed Fauci to create a little, uh, his own little mafia because he controls all that money. Yeah. And uh, it, it grew a bunch of people that had grown up in, in this system uh, and, you know, they worked their way up to full professor and dean and whatnot. And uh, that's that's how these things happen. And so what you're really looking at there is the consequence of uh, decades of kind of in-crowd inbreeding uh, driven by this massive amount of money for HIV research that fueled all kinds of political careers. Yeah. If, if you wanted to be in this business, you did AIDS work because that's, I mean, it's uh, the, what is it? Willie Horton or Willie Sutton? Yeah. Um, why Rob Banks? Cause that's where the money is, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 